Welcome to all my listeners out there. Welcome to Is Your Way In Your Way. And I'm your host, Cassandra Crawley Mayo. And this for my listeners or for new listeners, this podcast is about individuals who are ready. I mean, really, really ready to move forward in their lives, overcome obstacles, mitigate those self imposed barriers, even those external barriers that's preventing you from living your best life. And you know, we talk about topics related to self-improvement, personal and business development. And today our topic is going to be about when I grow up. And I want to introduce my guest to all of you. And her name is Steph Katsobi. And what I'd like to do is welcome Steph to the podcast. And I'd like to read her bio before we get started. Now, Beth was a, a in her, and this is amazing to me. In the third grade, Steph announced that she was going to be an author when she grew up. Now, imagine that in the third grade now. Now, realizing she might want to explore other career options first, she received her bachelor's degree from Binghamton University before attending Brooklyn, I'm sorry, Brooklyn Law School, although she aced now, aced the legal writing classes and wrote amazing outlines for exams. Steph knew her calling was not as a practicing attorney. But listen to this, this is amazing. After she graduated, she shelved her law degree and two bar admissions to become a professional writer. She spent the bulk of her 15 plus year career at Deloitte as a speech writer and strategic communications consultant. But when the opportunity arose to raise her children and focus more fully on creative writing, Steph decided it was time to take her When I Grow Up essay from third grade a bit more seriously. So the one constant that has endured throughout Steph's life and career is her desire to connect with others through wit, humor, and warmth. And when she's not busy writing at her desk in New York City, Steph is a sports and exercise enthusiast. She also enjoys playing the guitar and piano with her two sons, going out on date nights with her husband and reading, preferably reading at the poolside. Again, welcome, Steph. It's great to have you. And we're going to talk about when when I grow up. I th- thought that was fascinating. But what I'd like to know, you did this when I grow up essay. Tell us about that. What, what was that essay about? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I think your podcast is so inspirational. So it's an honor to be with you and and to be with your listeners. Um, If I could go back into the mind of when I was in third grade, I guess I was eight and a half. And, uh, you know, you get those essays in school where the teacher throws out, what do you want to be? And people say like fireman, policeman, nurse, teacher, Mm -hmm. not a lot of people saying accountants, I'm guessing, but uh, 
for me, the answer was I wanted to be a writer. I loved writing stories. I loved being creative. Writing was my passion as a kid. And I think there was a part of me that was a bit practical. So as you read my bio, I was like, yeah, that was true. I was really good at writing, but I knew that if I wanted to, to really be a writer, I, I sort of needed to get experience in other areas than just the creative side. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I, I probably wanted to pay off my law degree, so I needed to, to get a job that could help pay the bills. But right. in the back of my mind, I knew, you know, if someday I could write a book or in my case, hopefully books, um, I would consider that essay when I grew up to be something that uh, took a long time to come true, but it really actually has. And, and I'm so thrilled and delighted to be able to follow my passions the way I am. I am too. That is amazing. You are so right. When we're young, we want to be a nurse or uh, for myself, I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. I, oh, wow. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to do that. And then I wanted to be a teacher and, you know, but what just you know, in preparation for our conversation today, I thought about when I was about your age, I used to mm -hmm. love to write. I wrote short mm -hmm. stories, and but never really thought anything of it, never really thought that that's something that I, I could do or aspire to do. Um, so, so, so my, my other question, you talked about a, a passion and you talked about writing was your passion, but the reason you probably went to school and did the law degree is because you needed to pay for your college and all of that. But what what made you pivot? I mean, once you, you had a great career, but then all of a sudden you made the decision that you were going to stop working uh, in that capacity. I mean, you, you worked so hard, you studied, yeah. you passed the bar. What happened? You know, I've been asked that question a lot, and I wish that I'd come up with a better answer. Every time I answer it, it's the same answer, basically. Um, I worked for a very senior executive at Deloitte. He was a fantastic leader, a fa fantastic person. And at, at the point of, of my career, I said, you know, I could continue working when he's uh, about to retire. I can continue working for a different partner or a different part of the firm. But that would mean I'd have to start all over again with a person I'd spent so many years developing a relationship with. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of was thinking, oh, there's a bunch of really great people that work at my company, but it's going to be a whole lot of work just to, to renew that, that uh, level of trust that I gained with him. And at the time, I had two young children, and I was thinking how much I would love to be a really big part of their lives, but... At the same time, in the back of my head, you know, as soon as I had given birth and there was I had like half an hour during a nap or an hour during a nap, I started yeah. outlining a, an idea I'd had for a book, you know, for many, many years. And wow. with each day, I was like, you know, I really kind of want to see this book thing through mm -hmm. and I really kind of want to be with my kids. And how can I do that in an environment where you know, in a corporate environment you have to deliver on, on different responsibilities. If something needs to get done, you really can't say, oh, you know, I kind of wanted to just finish what I was working on with my book. So uh, when my boss retired, I thought this might be a great time for me to quote unquote mm -hmm. retire too. And I was fortunate yeah. enough, my husband was supportive and believed in me. And that was, that was the it wasn't an easy choice because I think leaving a corporate job where you're, you know, in an amazing position, working with great people, it's a really hard decision to make. But mm -hmm. I really weighed what my options would be over the long term. And I 
just like the thought of being with my kids and watching them grow and having such an important part in their lives when they're young. And, you know, it was just overwhelmingly powerful for me to take that big step. And I'll tell you, it was perhaps one of the hardest decisions I've ever made and the scariest too. Um, Mm -hmm. You often wonder what would have happened if you didn't make that choice, but Mm -hmm. I choose to, to be really happy with my choices and to live in the present and feel very grateful that I was able to follow through on that. That's great. I mean, that, that is so great. I'm kind of curious. Now you had young children Mm -hmm. when you did that you wanted to write and started writing, I'm sure. Uh, How did you, you know, we hear a lot about this work-life balance. Mm -hmm. How how are you able to do that? Tell, tell, tell the, tell the listeners now. Wow, how I, I want to know that. How did you do that? I don't. I don't think I mastered it. I'll tell you. Work-life balance means you subtract sleep from your day. Mm. Um, I was I was fortunate that we had some some folks that were able to help, but it really didn't get to a level where I could focus until my kids started uh, in nursery school. So okay. um, it took a while for for things to really get up and running. But I think in a way it was good to have that time because. Going from corporate America, where you show up at a certain time every day and stay until whenever, to nobody's expecting a book from me. There was, you know, no nobody knocking on my door saying, "How are you doing? Did you finish that chapter? Are you yeah. almost done?" So it was yeah. almost like the safety net of accountability was pulled out from under me, and the only motivator was myself. And mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to do to stay motivated and to stay focused and to be really keeping your eye on finishing something that you have no idea really how to, to make that happen. I mean, for me, I spent many, many years writing in a professional setting and yeah. going from professional to creative is very different. And yeah. I can't tell you how many drafts of the, the book I've had where I've written, rewritten, rewrote it again, and then rewrote it five more times. But it was a, a wonderful learning experience, extremely uh, humbling uh, to know mm-hmm. that there is so much that a person can learn and mostly learning by failure helped me hopefully ultimately achieve uh, to write great books and, and really connect with audiences. Wow. You said something interesting, learn by failure. And many times when we fail, there are some people that give up. So what was your, you know, when you fail, like, like, Tell us about something you failed in. And when you did do so, what did you do to pull yourself up and move forward? I think that um, for me, I'm a a very determined and motivated person. And so when Mm -hmm. I thought I had finished an early draft of the book, I was really excited. I thought it was an amazing story and the world was going to love it and embrace it. And so I sent it out to a bunch of literary agents to say, help me get this book published. You know, I'm really excited. It's fantastic. You're going to love it. And I would say that I was rejected by all of them. And they said, this is a lovely story, but really not right for me. I'm not sure I can get behind it to support it the way it needs to be supported. Um, My list of clients is full. So sorry, I don't have time. And that was, that was a tough, tough pill to swallow. Because, you know, when you put your heart and soul into something, you think it's really amazing. And, you know, I'm not somebody that says everything I do is wonderful and amazing, but I really, really felt strongly that I had written something special. And that was a really, really tough, um, tough message to get. But on the other hand, if these folks know about the 
publishing industry, they must know something that I don't know. So I went back yes. and I revised my book further. And, mm -hmm. you know, this time around, I just said, I'm going to publish it no matter what, because I am really proud of this book and Good. I'm going to do it. And so that's why I went the way I did. And, you know, hopefully someday the world will, will join me in saying, yes, this is an amazing book. Um, but now awesome. I'm just doing it one person at a time, you know, yeah. people wow. like you and just uh, trying to share my vision and, and trying to share my passion and my interests and hopefully funny stories that people relate to. Right. So, you know, the name of my podcast is Is Your Way in Your Way. And the reason the name is there, because my book is titled Is Your Way in Your Way. And there's so many of us that are in our way that it, we, it stops us. We get stuck on doing what it is that we wanted to do. And, and you could have been in your way in regards to all the turn downs and rejections, so to speak. And mm -hmm. you just decided because of your character, you would determine. And plus, it appears you're a structured individual as well. So you would determine, you were motivated to make sure that um, you you care, you follow through on what your passion was. And and kudos for that. Now, the book we're talking about, was that the Harry Camp? Yes. That well, there it is, the Harry Camp. Now, <laughs> just so everyone knows, she is now an award-winning author. She just won the Purple Dragonfly Book Award. And what she's going to do is share what that award is all about. What is a Purple Dragonfly Book Award? And why did you get that on that book that... Now, listen, listeners, that she has sent to literary agents, uh, traditional publishing companies. They rejected her. But look what happened. She kept it moving and she's received an award. Tell us about that award. Well, um, it is from the Story Monsters uh, group, and they are partners with um, parents, schools and different educators and also have great partnerships with Scholastic, the book company. And they recognize uh, artists and writers and um, individuals that have creative works that they deem to have exceptional literary merit. So wow. I was very, very honored to be recognized in, the, in a group of an amazing bunch of, of folks. And mine was in the middle grade fiction category, which is uh, books that are targeted to eight to 12 year olds. And so yeah, uh, it's it's a big deal for me because, you know, as we talked about, you never know if people are going to find the same, you know, same level of passion that you put in. You don't know if you're going to get that back on the other side. And so exactly. for me, that validation was really rewarding that maybe I am on the right track. And, you yeah. know, sometimes you wonder if you're following your own path and the rest of the world is on a different path. But, you know, hopefully eventually things can meet at some point down the road. And hopefully, you know, I know I've said hopefully a lot, but I, I'm very I'm optimistic and I can't stress enough how I um, I'm, I'm really just looking forward to where these next stages of my life and writing take me. Wow. Congratulations. That's that's an honor. I'm so, so happy for you. It kind of reminds me of one of your favorite quotes from Mahatma Gandhi. In a gentle way, you can you can shake the world. And although it didn't shake like you initially wanted it to shake, but you mm -hmm. shake it particularly because you received this award. Now, I was reading a little bit about the book and I just, you know, it. although it's fiction, you talk about how children have, they, they have challenges as well. Mm -hmm. And it was about uh, a, a little girl, Noodle Newman's um, 
experience and kind of tell me, tell the audience a little bit about her story. And, and what I've read, it sounds like her story could be our story with the difference in the challenges that we have. Tell us about the challenges and how she overcame them. Well, um, it was an interesting story to write because the focus in the book is on her going to sleepaway camp for the first time. And she's just under 11 years old and has never been away from home before. And as she gets to camp, she realizes that the the independence that is thrust upon her is not something she was quite ready for. And so she struggles with how to live her own life and not have the support of her parents, you know, right nearby. And um, she goes through a bunch of, bunch of uh, adventures and misadventures, if you will, and discovers that the complicated relationships of, of preteens are uh, interesting challenges in and of themselves. But her road to discovering her inner courage, you know, is a road that she walks down and is able to overcome homesickness, make great friends and have an amazing experience away from home and have great memories. And so I think for me, writing that was not only a little bit of a sprinkle from my own past, but yeah. I think even as an adult, we we go through experiences the unknown, you, you know, not every day can be the same. You can't wake up and expect to be able to face every challenge because you're going to anticipate or foresee it. And so I think a lot of the themes that I talk about in the book are things that you can go through at any age, at any stage of your yeah. life. And the sleepaway camp element was really so that I could take the parents away from the story uh, that I wanted to tell and, and do it in a safe way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was kind of curious to you know, where did that story come from? So it looks like a little sprinkle, a little bit of you and and your and probably your boys too. You know, yeah. <laughs> the fascinating thing is a sequel. It's yeah, sequel and what twenty twenty four. So you started that already. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, um, I am going to be having a meeting with the illustrator for the book for my second book, which is also about uh, the experiences at camp, but this one will focus on uh, the friendship between the two best friends in the book and the challenges that they go through as they discover what their passions are, which might not always be the same. So uh, right. it's a similar theme to growth and discovery and transformation, but uh, a different twist on it. And, you know, again, like I really want to tell the stories that I have from my own experiences. When I was a child, I went to sleepaway camp and Candidly, I did not care for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but what's different about my book and, and my real life experience is that um, the main character in my book sticks it out and uh, eventually loves camp and goes back in the real yeah. world. I stuck it out and never really liked camp. I didn't embrace the camp experience and I never went back. And that has always mm -hmm. been a big regret of mine was the realization that if only I had pushed myself and had the, the inner courage to realize that I could handle things and I could have a good time. Uh, didn't happen until as soon as I got home and I said, you know what, I need to try harder to be less shy and to be less of an introvert. And yeah, and that's when I transformed my own shy character into hopefully funny Steph and uh, class right. clown Steph and best sense of humor Steph that I actually wow. did get the recognition in eighth and 12th grade for those. <laughs> Great. So listen, tell us about, I'm certain there are people that's read your book. What are some of the stories or what were some of the outcomes that they shared as a result of reading your book? And I was thinking about the award that you've gotten because a lot of kids go to camp. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so what a great book. And there are kids that go to camp and probably don't like it. And then mm-hmm. there's some that like it. But that but your story in reference to that could bring, I don't know, some revelation to some of them. So what what have you what have people shared with you about the book after they've read it? What are some of the stories you've heard? Um, I've had some really amazing stories from people. A lot of people, the grownups have told me stories about their camp. You know, it's on the scale of, I loved camp. It was the greatest experience too. Mm -hmm. I hated camp. I never wanted to go back. I could totally see that happening. But from the kids that have read it, and this is actually very funny to me because my sons are uh, almost 13 and 10 Mm -hmm. and all the kids in their school are just the right age to read this book. So um, last year when the book came out, a lot of my friends gave the books to their children. Mm-hmm. And when school started in September, one of the young ladies did a book report on my book. And oh, my son was in the class and she was talking about this book. And, and I know he knew the book because I read it to them. But she yeah. said, this was the best book I ever read. And I took it to camp. And it was so true. A lot of the things that happened in the book mm-hmm. happened at camp. And I loved it. And then someone said, hey, isn't that your mom's book? And my son said, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was, I was bored. He forgot to tell me that this happened. And so another person told me, oh, we, we found out your book was uh, so-and-so's favorite book a- a- after the summer. And it was a, it was a really proud moment for me to have both <laughs> as an author and as a mother. Wow. That's, that's a great story. Now I just want to go back to our title a little bit for my listeners now, it's interesting because Steph always said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a writer. And so for my listeners out there, think about when you were growing up, what is it that you wanted to be? What is it that you wanted to do? And just look what happened as um, as Steph made, well, in other words, what she wanted, it manifested in her life. So I'm going to ask her this question like I've asked many of my guests Um, At this point in your life, I always say from a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate yourself in living your best life at this moment in time in your life? How would you rate yourself? I'll give myself a nine so that I have something more to aspire to. But um, I'm I'm really, really happy. And one thing I want to just point out, because I think it's a good footnote to to the point of your podcast, and that's while you can achieve the dreams that you want, you may not always achieve them in a straight path. So for me, I knew I wanted to be a writer, but uh, you know, I wasn't sure what path to take. So I did just about everything else in the world of writing that could ultimately lead me to where I started out wanting to be and now where I am to this day. So uh, I think the advice that I would give is, you know, open your eyes to the different ways you can pursue your passions and the way you can realize your dreams, but maybe not in a black and white way, but perhaps in the shades of gray that exist in between. Right. It's not linear, is it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's not easy, but boy, for you to be a nine, it certainly was worth it. And I can just imagine what your rating would have been when you were working and your boss decided that he was going to retire and you were like, well, this may be my perfect timing. So mm-hmm. things, I would say the stars just lined up for you. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. And I want to encourage my listeners 
for those who have children or you have friends that have children that are that go to camp and camp is a real big deal in the summertime. I would encourage you to get this book. And the title of the book again is Harry Camp. Okay, it's about a, a little girl. There's the book, Harry Camp. And to tell the listeners where they can find that book. It's available on all major online realtor, uh, retailers such as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Target, Walmart. I think you can just do a Google search and I hope it pops up. Uh, often yeah. the hurricane comes up, but Hurricamp is the name of the book and uh, I hope you, you take a look at it. Well, wow. Well, I'm definitely going to get the book because I have friends whose children go to camp and that love to read. So I'm certainly going to make sure that I get that book. And I just want to wrap this session up and remember my listeners, think about what you wanted to do when you said, when I grow up. So I want to thank you, Steph, for being a guest on my show. And you are simply amazing. And I wish you the best on your sequel. I know you're going places. Thanks again. Thank you so much.